Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. They're good at hearing the word, but never apply the word or put it into practice. You said, I heard you, preacher. No, you didn't hear me. The only way you really hear is when you begin to do. Listening, hearing, is, hearing God is to listen to God. And to listen to God is to do what he says. If you don't do what he says, you have not heard. Huh? Huh? So, 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 so you have to align your life. You, you have to make some extreme adjustments. That means you've got to purge out some television, purge out some internet, purge out some folk in your life. Some folk you've got to cut off or cut out. Purge that busyness out of your life and spend time focusing and internalizing and digesting the word of God so that you can be all that he called you to be. The word of God says in James 1.22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. In other words, if you're hearing and not doing, you are self-deceived. And you have a lot of self-deceived folk in the church. They've heard enough word to keep them from now to eternity, but they have not applied one dime of it. You see, why do saints fail? Uh, Thirdly, Christians fall because they're in love with the world and the things of it or the things in it. They are in love with the world. They love the world and the things in it. First John 2, 15, 16. 1 John 2, 15, 16 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, everything you can see, touch and smell, and even those invisible things, is passing away. You know, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, uh, those things is not of the Father. If you're, loving, if you're loving those things, you're not of the Father, but you're of the world. You have a worldly mind, so much so you can't be about the Father's business. In other words, the very thing you love will ensnare and even destroy you. That's why you ought not love these things, such as what? Money. Money can bring about your demise. So loving women more than God. Loving another man more than God. Loving drugs more than God. Loving alcohol more than God. Loving dark secret places that others know not of more than God. Loving gambling and lottering more than God. Loving pornography and sexual immorality and your entertainment to the point that you are in, you're addicted to it. Loving your career or even yourself can cause you to fall. And really, if we're going to be strong, if we really confront the issue of ourselves, there needs to be some self-purging in our lives so that we can please the Father and live our lives to the glory of God. Number four, why do saints fall? Many fall because they don't flee. They don't run. 
That's why people fall. We must run from sin as if we're running from a poisonous snake or fire. Your house is burning. The back room is already consumed. Are you going to say, honey, go in there and uh, 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 fix me some tea? And the whole house is smoking up and I'll get out when I finish my tea. You say, are you crazy? Let's get out of here as fast as we can before we die of smoke, smoke inhalation and all these kinds of things. How many of you, if you had a poisonous rattlesnake anywhere in your house, would stay there and say, oh, it'll stay there. It won't come over here. Huh? How many of y'all would be, I mean, you could, all, you could sleep and it's, it, the thing is just rattling. It's rattling, but it's, it's just curled up and it hasn't gone anywhere. And five days later, it's in that same corner in that same spot. But, but you say, you know, it's in the same spot. Just leave it there, you know. Uh, just, it's, 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 it must be okay. You're a fool if you do. <laughs> that snake going to bother you? It's going, I mean, it's going to, listen, it don't have to be a snake. It can be a rat. Huh? I mean, for some people, they stand, they turn in the whole house upside down. The rat running from them and you running from the rats. You, you run, you get out, you kill it. You find a hole, you find a chop, you find a, you find whatever you can. And, and listen, you're not going for the tail, you're going for the head. Do I have a witness here? You going for the head. That's the way you ought to feel about sin. That's just the way you ought to feel about sin. Hey, listen, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to play with that. I'm not going to flirt with that. I'm going for the head. I don't want that in my life. I'm not going to let that be comfortable. I'm not going to be comfortable with that messing around in me because that's dangerous. And I got to get, I got to run from that in me that's going to bring me down and from those influences around me that's going to wipe me out. We're to run quickly from sin. Instead, many flirt with sin, many linger around sin, and many play with sin and are ultimately destroyed by sin. You can't play with sin and get away with it. You flirt, you're going to get burned. And you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. 1 Corinthians 6, 18a says, flee sexual immorality. Everything we look at have some naked woman, a ha- naked man, they're in underwear, really. This is not even underwear, they're thongs. I mean, everything is so sensual. They advertise cereal, hair products, uh, glasses, uh, whatever, uh, fingernails, whatever. And there's some sexy object with big boobs and big bottoms with strings on them. And then they wonder why rape is going up. They wonder why so many folk are falling. You're watching triple X movies, uh, X-rated movies, movies that break the heart of God, and you come out so at peace with what you saw, cussing don't even bother you anymore. And you wonder why you fall, and those words that don't slip out, they come out. You didn't slip, you said just what was in you. When you gonna learn to run? Number five. Why saints fail? Many saints stumble because they seldom, if ever, invest in the lives of others by encouraging one another. Many fa- you fail because you don't in- invest in others. You don't, it's all about you. You don't encourage one another. 
You're not edifying one another or speaking in faith upon one another. Some of y'all don't even do it to your own spouse or your own children or some, your in-law or your, your sibling, your sister or whatever, your brother. We need encouraging. One of the worst things anyone can do is to hope someone else falls in their ministry or in their personal lives. The worst thing you can do to me is to hope I fall in any capacity. Because I reflect God and I represent you. And you know who says after the most is me. You know how distraught this church would be if you found out some horrific thing on me? Huh? And yet, people don't want to encourage and people don't want to pray. Huh? And not only me, don't look at me like that, but you too. Amen. You too. You too. Satan wants you. He wants your mama, your daddy, your sisters, your brothers. He wants your wife. He wants your grandmother. He wants everybody. He doesn't play fair. He's evil. So hope somebody fall. Hope they don't make it because you don't like them. You got an issue with them. And so you're not saying it, but it's, some, it's in some folk. I hope you don't get it. She don't need that. It's horrible. Let me give you a passage on, on that kind of thing. You know, I cringe at the thought of people who hope something bad happens to somebody else out of jealousy or out of because they, they won't do what you think they ought to do for you. And so you turn in that relationship simply because you can't get them to bend or you can't get something you want from them or whatever. Here's a powerful scripture. Psalm 7. I want everybody with a Bible. You got a Bible. This is Maranatha Bible Church. Psalm 7, Psalm number 7, verses 14 through 16. And you need to highlight it, put brackets around it, and do whatever you can with it. Psalms number 7, verses 14 through 16. Now, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It's going to read a little differently from yours. That's okay, because I like the way this comes out. And I just, I think it just drives on the point with clarity even more. Look what it says. The wicked conceives evil. They are pregnant with trouble. Isn't that something? Pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. Verse 15. They dig a deep pit or, or trap to trap others. And after they dig this big pit or trap, then fall into it themselves. Now, underline themselves. Verse 16, the trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own head. That is, look at that. The wicked conceives evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan fall on their own heads. Now that ought to purge every ounce of hope in somebody else fall out of you. Because what you do, you, you, Haman, Haman was hung on the gallows that he built for somebody else, for Mordecai. And he was hung on Mordecai's gallows. Huh? 
he got the hanging and Mordecai was lifted up. Be careful in your motives. Scrutinize your motive and say that motive is of the devil in the name of Jesus. You get out my mind because that is my brother, that is my sister, that's my mama, that's my that's my ex-husband. You know, sometimes it can be it can be an ex-husband, it can be a, a wife or uh, some whatever, some mother-in-law you can't stand or, or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you they do this. I'm gonna do that, and I hope it works against them. Have you ever seen people try to hurt you and they got hurt? So many have destroyed themselves trying to hurt others. Did you get that? So many have destroyed themselves trying to hurt others. If you can see the hurt you're going to bring on your own family, your own self, and your own a life, you can you, you would deal with that damn thought and you would get it out your mind because that is of the devil. Of the devil. It is from the pits of hell. Wow. Well, with that being said, it says in First Thessalonians 5:11, in connection with that same point, therefore comfort one another and edify one another just as you also are doing. Instead of digging a ditch for somebody, you comfort them, you edify them, and you keep doing that. You're to encourage people that you don't even like. Perhaps you can, it is possible for you to even change their disposition. God can move on them because of how you treat them in spite of how they treated you. Another point I'd like to say, Many fall. Why do saints fall? Many fall because they do not keep their eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2a says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of, huh? Author and finisher of our faith. You got to look at Jesus. And if you're looking at the cross, the cross won't let you do certain things. This means, this means to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Hear and obey Christ and stay close to Christ. Refuse to drift from him. The further you are from Christ, the more prone you are to fall. The closer you are to Christ, the less prone you are to, to fall. So you, get, you keep as close as you can to God. And God is able to keep you from falling. You drift from him, the greater the propensity to fall. One other point I deal with and then I'll stop. And we'll continue next time. Somebody said, oh, What should be the response to those who have fallen? How many of you fallen some, some kind of way? Everybody here ought to be up. Don't say, well, I haven't fallen. Fallen don't mean that you went out there and molested somebody or that kind of thing. You fall when you lie. Huh? Come on here. Let's get real. You can fall when you lie. I fell to lying. You can fall, you can fall to gossip. Huh? Huh? You can fall to pornography and all these things, to greed, to lust. So, so what is our response to falling? Everyone in here has fallen to something. You've succumbed to something, whatever that something is, you know and God know and don't act like you've been holy to shoe from the time you were born. You were born a sinner in need of a savior. All right? So let's just get real and don't put on a holy face when down in you got something that needs to be dug up. 
So what should be the response to those who have fallen? I'm going to just deal with number one, and that's all we can deal with. Get serious about your relationship with the Lord. That's what you do. Those who have an unstable, weak, or casual relationship with the Lord will soon fall again. I reiterate, get serious about your relationship with God. Those who have an unstable, weak, casual relationship with the Lord will soon fall. You'll fall. So now, how serious are you about your walk with the Lord? How much are you reading your Bible? How much are you praying? How are you witnessing? What about your being an example to those with whom you have influence over? Well, you say, who's not serious about the Lord? Who's not serious? I can tell you if you're serious or not. Here's the measuring. Here's how, here's how you can measure. Who's not serious about the Lord? A, those who call him Lord, but do not what he says. You can hear what this word says, and then you don't do it. You know the word, but you ignore the word. You, you know the word, but you don't live by the word. You know the word, but you divorce it from the issues of your life. Those who hear but fail to do are self-deceived. B, who's not serious? Those who have a divided allegiance. They think they can love both God and the world and get into the kingdom of God. You need to make up your mind to serve the Lord only for he will not share his glory with another. You're not serious? You're not serious if you struggle to come to Sunday school? A serious person won't struggle to come to Sunday school, won't struggle to come to prayer meeting, won't struggle to tithe, won't struggle to lead their family in the Lord. When you're serious about God, those things just makes you happy to do. I mean, you've been in church 20 years and still struggling with the basic things in the Christian faith? Who's not serious about the Lord? See, those who hear the word and have no intentions of of obeying it. You hear it, but have no intention of obeying the word, and therefore there's no change in your life. You got saved, and you are a spiritually stunted Christian. You look more like the world than you do God. Who's not serious? Those who judge everybody but themselves. I mean, you find, you find every jock, tittle, and gentle on everybody. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Why do you have to do that? I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't you know. You know what he does? Oh, you know what she does? You know what this person, this, and just go on and on and on. It's all about them. Every time you point, you got all them fingers coming right back at you. I don't have time to be pointing out your defects. Because I got enough deficiencies of my own to keep me occupied until God called me home. Did you hear what I just said? I don't have a moment to spare trying to spot all of your defects because I got enough deficiencies of my own that will keep me preoccupied on me until God calls me from labor to reward. I, I, I got too many issues to be focusing on what you lacking. And people that's always in other folks' tea huh, have an empty cup themselves. Oh, God, help me. Get out. Stop being busy about it. Get out of other folks' business. Take care of your own life. Examine yourself. Ask God to search. He didn't say search others. Search me. 
Y'all got the scriptures backward. Oh, he said, search us. No, search me. You know everybody's dirt but yours. You hear what I said? You know everybody else's dirt but yours. You talk everybody's dirt but yours. You gossip. Some people gossip everybody's dirt but yours. You put folk up, put folk nastiness out there and don't and hold your own. Oh, look at it. Won't y'all say amen? Aaron, I fell laundry, and your, your, your laundry is full. Your whole closet is full. Your house. Oh, God, help me. I said I wasn't going to stop. Let me do one more. <laughs> one more for that person that can't come to church two Sundays in a row. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, Erica, now, did I say that? <laughs> It's the benediction of Jews, so I might as well take my time with it. <laughs> Accept the responsibility for your sins and cry for the mercies of God through confession and repentance. Accept the responsibility for your own sins and cry out for God's mercy through confession and repentance. Don't shift the blame, hide, or make excuses for your sins. Okay? Accept responsibilities for your own sins and cry for the mercy of Almighty God. Confess and repent. Don't shift the blame, hide, or make excuses for your sins. I want everybody with the Bible to turn to Psalms 51, 1 through 4. Psalms 51, Psalms number 51, verses 1 through 4. And I'll really be done this time. Psalms 51, verses 1 through 4. David has fallen into sin. He sinned by committing adultery with, with Bathsheba, who was another man's wife, set the, the other man, Uriah, up to be killed, tried to make him lay with his wife. That's a conspiracy. In hopes that she would get pregnant, looking like it was his baby, but he had so much integrity, he would not lay with his wife while the men were in battle in war. Now, you know, that's a conspiracy. And folks still doing conspiracies. Ooh, this man, this man did this. this now, listen, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know who did this? A man after God's own heart. It wasn't that wild way down the street. Huh? <laughs> it was the man who knew the Lord and whom the Lord and who the Lord knew. So let me tell you something. You can't get so holy that you can't fall. So look at this man after God's own heart. He has fallen. He's created a heinous sin. And look at him in his contrition and his repentant state. He says, have mercy on me. Have mercy upon me, oh God. According to your loving kindness. According to your multitude of your mercies, Lord, have mercy. Lord, don't blot, blot out mine. Look at my, my transgressions. That's my sins. That's iniquities. Oh, Lord, wash me thoroughly. Now, don't, don't leave me half done.
son, wash me thoroughly from my sins, my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sins. Lord, I'm a stench before you. For I acknowledge my transgressions. Underline that. I acknowledge my transgressions. You know what y'all do? No, if that, if that person had been there, that wouldn't have happened to me. But he says here, I acknowledge my transgressions. I'm the, I'm the issue. And my sins is always before me, Lord. Against you, Lord, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. He calls sin what it is. He didn't call it cute. You know what? I don't see here what he calls it a mistake. Huh? He didn't call it a mistake. I made a mistake. No, you didn't make a mistake. You sinned. You know, he didn't glamorize it. He called it sin. Huh? Say sin. He says, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. When are you going to start making you the issue? I like that song that says, it's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. When last time you come before God and you call everything you knew, and then sometimes God, some sins God bring to your mind years later that you forgot to repent over, and then have you ever repented lately for something you've done way back there, and you you repented for of it just in case you didn't do it right back then? I want everything covered. Uh, Lord, do you bring something up? I'm gonna deal with that right now because I may have overlooked it, and I don't want to answer to you for that sin. When you going to come clean before God? God is saying to you, it's time to set your life in order. And all God's children said. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683.